Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's Marcia. We have a great show today. Amy Patricia Mead is on, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. We are going to talk about old movies, new movies, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of a lot of things, and you're really going to like Amy. I met her when um, during the for Ukraine, the authors for Ukraine, and um, I was so impressed by everything she did. It was such a hard job that she did getting all of us together. There were so many, and she'll tell you a little bit about that. And also, you know, so we talked afterwards, and then I wanted to have her on because she's very interesting. She's always watching different movies, but she also is a really good author. And you'll see on the show page all the covers. They're so cute. I love these covers. So I'll let her tell you a little bit about herself. And um, I thought I would talk about myself for a little, but just not, not really me. I'm going to talk about marketing for one minute. You know, all of us out there that are – continually looking for new things to do and trying to get our name out there. So it does take away from writing. But I do think that by watching movies, and that really helps authors, I think. You know, um, you're not thinking, you're not copying them. You're just looking into how they write and how their dialogue is and how their stories, you know, they move forward. And that helps an author. So if you think when most authors, if they're, if they're watching TV, they're also thinking of their own books. So I think we're going to talk a lot about movies because I think that matters. Some, a lot of these books that are out there are from movies, and some of the older movies are incredibly great. You know, um, so let's have Amy talk a little bit about herself. And I will say Melissa Smith is doing some of my marketing. She's helping me. She's a PA. And I think that there are a lot of PAs out there for people that um, can help them. And they're not as expensive as they used to be, but they are so helpful. And I think um, now they're doing hops and they're doing things like that that we never we stopped doing. I've been doing this for like 20 years, but then online about 14 or 15, and there were hops and there were parties. And so I think there's a lot of writers doing that now. So I think that's a new thing. Again, it's the old becomes new. But I think you're connect, they're connecting with readers. And I think all of us that are writers are looking for readers. But there's a limit to how much time we can all spend on it. And so I think anybody out there listening knows they're spending way too much time on marketing and not enough time on writing. So try to write more and enjoy yourself. It's supposed to be fun. So here we have Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hello. You have you're, you have a lot you. going on. <laughs> I'm good. Tell everybody a little yeah. bit about yourself 
you have a lot going on. Um, well, yeah, I have a few yeah, series. you do. Uh, the Marjorie McClellan's Mystery Series, the um, Vermont Country Living Series, which has been contracted for three more books, and the Tish oh, Tarragon Series, which, yes, has been contracted for two more books, the first of which I just turned in on April 30th. That's great. So, yes, yeah, very busy. Yes. It's wonderful, wonderful news. It is. It's very good news. And... Yes, and uh, my husband and I, after living in England for five years, just recently returned to the States and are now living in upstate New York. Well, you're back. (laughs) You're back. But I bet it was really so interesting living there, and I bet you got tons of ideas in your head from just there. I I did. It was... um, was, There was a lot of terrific fodder. Well, writers, I think, find fodder... Everywhere they look. Yes, <laughs> this is um, true. <laughs> but, but definitely, yeah, the different environment, the different culture. Ironically, of course, while I was living there, I, I was, of course, signed to a, a UK publisher, Seven, Severn House. And, um, but the books that I write were based here. So uh, I have to stockpile a lot of my ideas from England for future books and have my characters travel. So... <laughs> It's good for characters to travel. I I would like my characters to travel. Sometimes they do, but I don't like to travel. <laughs> I don't like planes. So I've written a lot. Of, they always are. They always hate being on a plane. So I think this could be a you bad thing for me. Through them. <laughs> I do. I do. They they either I get sick on a plane, are scared. <laughs> they they're just try to fall asleep. <laughs> you know, all different things. Well, if if you. If you recall, Hercule Poirot uh, didn't like uh, air travel and got seasick. So there you go. You're in good company. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> All right. All right just tell, let's talk, before we get into movies and things. Just talk a little bit about authors for Ukraine because I think it's really it was a really great project and you worked really hard on it. And I'm glad you had it because I met oh, you, you from there. So and I think that you yes. probably met ton, a lot of people that you never knew before. I did. Um, Authors for Ukraine was a charity book auction, um, and we auctioned off about 300 personalized and signed directly from the author um, books that, of course, were auctioned off. And all the monies went to care.org, their Ukraine crisis fund, um, which helps Ukrainian refugees with a specific emphasis on the elderly, women, and children. And when it was all said and done, we raised over $20,500. So great. Yes, yes. In in a very bad economic time now, in a a bad economic time where people are trying to, you know, not spend as much. So I think that was very successful. Oh, exactly. I I was blown away. I had set the goal. My original goal was five thousand right. dollars, and uh, I that. was told to yeah. raise it. Uh, I was told to raise it, um, just because it would give people something to strive towards. And uh, right. everyone was very generous, very generous indeed, from the authors to the participants. So thank yes, you, everyone. I think it's a great it's a great thing. It was re- it was really good. Everybody worked together and so and it went for a good cause and uh, hopefully this war in Ukraine will be over. 
I mean, even when you did it, uh, I'm yeah. sure we didn't think this is going to keep going on now, but it is. So, uh, you know, there's so much going on in this yeah. world. So I think whatever we can do in a way that people, you know, meet each other and share ideas is always a good thing. And uh, so let's talk about movies because when, um, when I talked to you originally, you know, we were talking about old movies and everything, and I love that, new movies, but you have – you you put yeah. – a lot of things out for every weekend, what you watch. So that's, it's always interesting to see yeah. what you're doing for the weekend. <laughs> what, what's for this week? Do you, do you have anything for this weekend that you want to watch? You, you have like a plan? I don't, actually. I could oh, be doing okay. it on a Friday and see what oh. mood I'm in on a Saturday. Yeah. It actually started during, it, it got its roots. I actually, during the pandemic, had a small yeah. little movie group online. And we would all watch and make notes and comments. So, um, and that was great. Then when COVID ended, no one really, you know, everyone was out and about. But my husband and I maintained it. It was kind of nice, a nice night to relax and chill at home and catch up on the bucket list of movies or rewatch some old favorites. And um, I think your comment about authors watching films, I think you're correct. You watch for the plot and the writing. But I think yes. there's also a need to kind of disconnect from the real world and lose yourself in an imaginary world for a little yes. while yes. to use that part of your brain and just shut out the outside world because you're, yeah. you're, you need to dive into that part of your headspace to actually create. I think and, it's true. Uh, I, I do. I think right, that's exactly right because sometimes when I just sit and watch a movie, then I have a notepad because I know I always get different ideas and you know you're not yes. you know it it does come to you and you don't know you know all of a sudden you go oh yeah this might work not what they're doing it's your characters but your mind is is relaxed you're not thinking about anything except what you're watching yes and in the old exactly. movies the dialogue is incredibly good i mean it's it most see that's the thing they had to rely on dialogue they didn't realize cuz sometimes it would be just in like when a house or an apartment or somewhere, and that's right. all they were at. People kept coming in and out, and that was that's it. They didn't have all these special effects, so they had to rely on that story to move forward with dialogue. Exactly, and that's what's so good about it. And it's not, it's not forced dialogue, and it's also just the way people talk. Not right. perfectly, exactly, and their rhythms and their speech rhythms and patterns. I and, like yes. that. See, I do that too. So sometimes when we're watching a movie, my husband and I, sometimes I'll go, oh, oh this one's speech pattern is like that one because I, that's to me what picks up. That's one of the reasons I like audiobooks. But I pick up things from the speech pattern, and sometimes I notice that somebody has a speech pattern, and I go, oh, that actor has that same speech pattern because there is a pattern to how people right. talk, I think. Oh, absolutely. You know, and oh, and absolutely. so I think that's a good thing. Yeah, because that's how, and a lot of writers, you know, sometimes now they go, oh, it's too much dialogue, you know, but I think dialogue really moves the story so much, and you learn so much. Don't you agree on that? I mean, you're, I, I know some of the movies we were just talking about that you watch. So let's just say you started out with mysteries that you liked. So you love Hitchcock. Talk to me about Hitchcock a little bit. He is he was really so unique and successful at the same he time. Was. Yes, uh, both on television and in film. Yes, 
So, um, so what drew drew you to him? Um, I think it's the combination of, of course, the, the, all his films. Most of his films had a mysterious flair yeah. to it, which is my <laughs> genre. I've always been drawn to it. Um, yeah. But I think it's also he had great screenwriters working for him. Yeah. So they knew yeah. how to take his ideas and give them the proper treatment because he would storyboard. He yeah. saw things visually, and I think that's also the appeal. Um, he can, ironically, we're just talking about dialogue, and the dialogue in his films is, is terrific. But yeah. uh, on the same token, it's really the visuals that he can tell a story without necessarily using words. Um, there are extensive scenes where not a single word is spoken. Um, Vertigo, for instance, where Jimmy Stewart is following Kim Novak. And you can see that Jimmy Stewart is clearly becoming obsessed with his subject, uh, this this woman who he's been hired to follow. Um, And then, of course, the suspense scene with uh, North by Northwest, the two, Cary Grant and his supposed... uh, agent who he's supposed to meet um, right. although the audience knows otherwise you know that he's meeting the bad guy the killer um, but he doesn't so you don't know in what guise this killer is going to be um, like when he had Kim Novak when, when, when he, he used Kim him. Novak it's Kim Novak's voice uh, is so unique yeah. That if you close your eyes, yeah, you know, she, and you're watching something, she nobody has a voice like that. I, they just don't. Her voice was so unique. No. You know, and it's, it was deep so mysterious. Yet, yeah. Every word. She, uh, yeah, she. I don't think it was an accident that they put her in. Um, what was it? Uh, right. The which one? Bell, book, and candle. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. With Pi Wackett. she, she, yeah. she purrs her dialogue. I think a lot of times. She's from it's, Chicago. It's very, She's from um, Chicago. Oh, really? She was from Chicago, yeah. And I think, you know, there's a place that um, I go to eat at the deli, and so it's really weird. In the bathrooms there, they have all these stars, pictures. (laughs) So there's Kim Novak. In in the bathroom? (laughs) In the bathroom, yes. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) And Marino Sullivan, there's a whole bunch of them in there. And it's really weird because, I mean, it's a deli, but then when you look in the, and so this little girl was in there, she goes like, who's that, you know? And it's like, because they, like, even if you're young, she was, I think, she's five or six, and so she was looking at the picture, but Kim Novak is so beautiful, was so beautiful that even a young little five or six-year-old would look at a woman like that and go, look how beautiful she is because, you know, she was just, she had her hair pulled back and naturally in the French twist that she wore in the movies. So, yeah, yeah, she was from Chicago, so maybe that's one of the things why it's, but it's in the bathroom. I don't know why they don't take it out and put it on a, you know, inside. But you always, in some restaurants used to have that. Yeah, right. Some restaurants did used to have that where stars that had come to Chicago, you know, would um, or been from Chicago because you know there's a lot. There's Second City people from Chicago, and you they you know they should put their pictures out more. You know, not in the bathroom exactly, but she was yeah. there. New York City, so, there's I don't a few restaurants, unique. but they're yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> and they're so beautiful, a lot of these women. I mean, and the men, you know, like Cary Grant. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it didn't matter how old he got. 
he still looked great. He, he, Didn't matter. Yes. And look he, at his he, speech. Yeah, he certainly. Oh well, yeah, he's um he was originally from Bristol, England, where yeah. I used to live. There's actually a statue of him. Oh, there is in the middle of the square. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a Bristol native. But, he, but I think it's so good now, don't you? That a lot of a lot of people that didn't know who any of these people were are. I mean, actually, during the pandemic, I think they were watching old movies, which was I found so interesting because now it never used to be where people that were much younger would watch older movies, but now some of You're these right. movies a lot of people have seen, you know, and certainly yeah. writers writers do do like the old movies. I think, you know, we do. I always I, love I do too, you know. yes. Yeah, you know, and like Frank Sinatra, all these people that had other careers, like they from singing, they don't realize Frank Sinatra was a great actor. He really was good, you know, but he I don't think they good. realized that, you know. And some of the women were like Susan Hayward and Joan Crawford, and I mean, they were just icons. And we didn't, you know, the good thing is yes, we didn't know absolutely. that much about them. We didn't know, like now, because of all the... Well, they were in magazines, I think there were, like, screen magazines or something in those days where they were in them. But now we know too much about them. I don't really want to know that much. I just want to see their movies. I don't really care what they do. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I agree. I think we didn't hear as much, though, because the the studios had such control over their image. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I think they, you know, it, 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 the flip side of that is unfortunately, you know, you had a lot of actors who were gay and couldn't come out and were they had yeah, arranged that's, marriages that's, yeah, and yeah. so that's that's I, the negative side of that. But that's yeah, true. But they were, I, right. I agree, and that's why they kept getting divorced. A lot of them got divorced a lot because they just stayed married exactly. a little, and then they, you know, and then they went on to somebody else and whatever, and you know, they couldn't really be who they were. You know, because actually all exactly. we should be caring about is the role they're in. It doesn't matter to me who they're with. I just want to see their movies. Uh, <laughs> that's what I like. Same thing. I, I, yeah. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a, so what are some of your favorites that you can tell people about that they might want to watch? Because I think, you know, we all have our own favorites. I mean, I have so many favorites, I don't even know them anymore. I, mean, I just go, oh, I love this one, I love that one. Me too, but they it, the thing is they change depending on what day you ask me. Um, <laughs> oh, they do. As, okay. Uh, <laughs> Why is that? Do. that which ones mood? are at the that top and which are? And I'm sorry, my cat's in here. Apparently, wanted well, to wait okay. in. Um, <laughs> okay. Anything by Hitchcock, of course. Uh, North by Northwest is a definite favorite. Um, even some of his lesser-known ones. I just watched Rope last week, last week, which was interesting. Um, what was it? Which one? Not which one rope? of his. Rope. 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 Oh, Rope. Okay, Rope. So you yeah. know, you know what's interesting though. I think he's more popular now and than he was then. I think even though he had a series on TV, I think Alfred Hitchcock Hour was it, or I think it was. That's what he had just different stories. And, you know, I think that he had those. But he yeah. was so, yeah. his thought process, you know, of um, just how he, you know, expected actors to be and he and all the little tricks that he used in his movies, you know, like in The yeah. Birds, you know. And, you know, just he had little things that people found out later were just they actually meant something, 
and you didn't really know oh, what yeah. it meant. And that's yeah. what that's what's so neat, unique about him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I'm Absolutely. you were talking about I I watched on one of your posts, um, my man Godfrey. Well, oh <laughs> I yeah, saw you right definitely favorite. <laughs> See, I love that movie, and I, I just think most a lot of people don't know about those movies now. Like some of them, they're so like they're unique only because they're so they're fast moving. A lot happens. The families are very chaotic, which I, I guess I like yeah. because I I always have a lot of families, you know, in my Grand Central station it was, well now I shortened it to Grand Central, but I had like a lot of characters and it was like, uh, I keep thinking, should I change the name of it? But really to me it was going, it meant Grand Central Station was so busy that that's what these people were in my stories. So I think because they, a lot of the older movies had a lot of people, they walked through a door, then somebody else came through the door and then another person came in and then they left. (laughs) And then, you know, and uh, they were just, you know, they weren't in it the whole time. They would walk in and walk out and meet them at a restaurant and go somewhere else, and it was just kind of casual. But there were a lot of characters yeah. that, that now, oh, of course, cost so much to money. to keep them straight. I know. Yeah. Which is the other thing. If we, <laughs> I think for movies and, you know, for books, let's just say, I think when... For me, I think it would be much easier for people if we, you know, because there's a certain way that you have to do things now. But I think if they put in, like, a list of characters, I think it would be easier for people to read a book because then they would remember, they go, like, okay, this is the housekeeper. This is the doctor. Because, there, are, you know, a lot of times the housekeepers and uh, the butlers, I use a lot of that, that in housekeepers and people taking care of everything. But in all of the old movies, they had them. Everybody had a housekeeper Oh, yeah. was with them, yeah. their, their yeah. sidekick. The maid. And the, yeah. <laughs> For the maid, you yeah. know. And it's like, wouldn't we like to have all that? Someone to drive us and be a maid, you know. And so people, yeah, I do write like that. <laughs> and write, right. And so, but they had all these characters. And um, some of them, you'll look at them, and, and then they were like, they started out not too big, and then they got to be main characters. Like Lucille Ball, she was in a lot of little movies. And then oh, she was her. yes, she and she looked. Yeah, she was, she was dancer, really beautiful. Too, a lot yes, of those too. yes, she was. Yeah, and so there's so yes. many stars that started out that way that you don't even realize it. And they were some of them were very young, and then they, as they grew up, they got to be big stars. But you know, it's always interesting yeah. to see. And the one thing I like about it, you probably notice this too, is that a lot of them work together a lot of times. You know, they were oh, yes, the characters absolutely. were in each other's movie. You know, they were they it was like a, it seemed like a crew sometimes that they were all together, and that part I liked. Right. You know, where it's a familiarity of these people that were together. So I think maybe, like you said, I don't know if you, we were talking about this before, like the studios. You know, the studios did take care of everything. You know, that's the truth. That's what happened. We we don't have that like yeah. we did then. You know, no. uh, the studios made the decisions. Now we have a lot it of people. Actually, producing. I think, oh, yeah, I think it was Olivia de Havilland that helped bring down that studio system because I think really? um, she was held to a contract. Yes, yes. She was held to a contract, and the way the contracts worked is that you were signed to so many years with a certain studio, and it didn't 
it wasn't linear. It wasn't that you did your five years. You started the beginning of the, those five years when you made a film. It paused, and then it didn't start again until you made another film. So you could sign a five-year contract but be indebted to a studio for seven years. And yeah. in the meantime, you might have to turn down roles for other studios. She sued. Oh, and she it changed the whole way contracts, yes. She um, she was blacklisted for a little while from the studios because of it. And then she well, There were a ton of back. authors that um, were blacklisted. I mean, not authors, uh, you know, all the actors. Both authors, too, or the whole blacklisting. Yeah. yeah, they were, a lot of people were, well, yes. you know. McCarthyism, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah, and that was bad. Yeah, but they were, you just don't know what so, happened to them, and all of a sudden they were gone. Yes, Edward G. Robinson is one of them, and yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah. and see, like, you know, and and a lot of them, like Edward G. Robinson, they weren't the most handsome people, but they were great on the screen. I mean, they were fabulous. Yes, he was incredible. Key Largo and and uh, Double Indemnity, yes. And (laughs) anything he was in, a lot of these actors, uh, I I don't really think where I really could say that I don't think they were good. (laughs) Anything they were in, even when they changed (laughs) genres. They were good, you know. It's just they were really good actors yeah. and actors. You know, I still even I I can't help it, but watch the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I just keep watching that every time it's on. And Edward G. Robinson, his role, I go, oh, there he is, <laughs> role. And it's such That's an right. old, you know. <laughs> it, and when that Sea Pirates, and it's like you know, it's just so fake everything, but it's so good. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and it was pretty just, impressive at the time, though, I'm sure. Yeah, can, <laughs> look how many people were in that. I mean, oh, my God. There were thousands it's, in that movie. Yes. And like Ben-Hur, all those movies were, you know, naturally when, you know, that came out, you didn't pay attention. If if you see them, if you were young or, if, you know, if they you see it for the first time. But then when you keep watching something year after year, like Ten Commandments, each time you notice something different. And, you know... And there's oh, just so many people in them that I. It, it, you think about how did they get that together with all those people to try to get a scene it's right? True. You know? I know. Yeah. Because Charles there's like literally all thousands. of Burbank, California. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there's thousands of people in those, you know. And there are certain movies that I've heard from people they watch over and over again. Do you have any that you watch over and over again? I do. You know, a lot of them. Oh, Christmas time, the holidays are oh, yeah. usually yes. that time where I <laughs> right. revisit yep. those. You have the must-see list. Um, yes. You know, Barbara Stanwyck, who I love. She's one of my favorites oh, in anything. Okay. Christmas in um, Connecticut is one, one of mine, a favorite of hers, Christmas with a baby. Mine. She, yeah. Oh, my God. See, that's a story where, <laughs> which I've used some of those – um, in some of my stories, not exactly that, but some of the things that, you know, I have in Grand, actually in Grand Central, the guy's a psychologist and he's for children and he never really had any children. He doesn't even understand children. And that was like with Barbara Stanwyck. She was in that movie yeah. and she just didn't know, she didn't even look and see if the baby was a boy or a girl. She was just, it was just Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And I do like that, it's and I like that the the two cooks were in there. Oh my God, they were trying to cook in the kitchen together. Yes, yes. that's a really good. Cuddles. That's a great Christmas movie. I think it's really good. It is. It is. We actually just discovered um, "Remember the Night," which is also 
Barbara Stanwyck Titanic and Fred McMurray. It's ti- oh, oh, isn't that Titanic? Which is that the Titanic one? There's one Titanic that was mm-hmm. older. No. But, which is Remember no, the that Night? Was, okay, tell um, me. Yeah. Remember the Night is actually an obscure little, it's from 1939. And wow. it was the first time Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray starred together. And it's a romantic comedy that takes place at Christmas. Barbara Stanwyck, of course, is is the uh, the girl gone wrong who is a shoplifter. <laughs> And Fred McMurray is the district attorney, and it's Christmas Eve, and he feels bad that she has nowhere to go, that she's literally homeless, and he, you know, she's either in a jail cell or she's homeless, and he discovers that she is from Indiana, and he's from Indiana, so he takes her on a road trip from New York to Indiana, and uh, to take her to her home to see her parents, who she hasn't seen in years, and... It ends up she was kicked out years ago, and she doesn't reconcile with them, but he brings her home to his house. And, of course, they fall in love, and she gets the family and the Christmas that she never had. But, of course, there's a hard decision at the end to make. So it's really it's quite good. And I like watching her. For I, me, I like, at least. She's, I like watching her. She's such a strong character, you know, um, in... You know, and she as she got older, she was in some, uh, soap operas too. She was in some I, I don't know yeah. which one it was. I'm trying to think. Which, she was I, well, she was in a few actually. She was one. I think it was more of a western yeah. one, and then she was in another one. The and, Big Valley. Yeah. <laughs> some one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and the Big Valley. you know, for for her and Joan Crawford, I just like the way they walk. They it they have a walk about them that. When they walk in a room, you know they're there. You're not. You're not. It's not yeah. like they're not there. And you know, like Doris Day, she did some really cute movies, and she was really cute in it. But you know, but when Joan Crawford walked in a room, you know Joan Crawford was there. I always use her she, in my mind when I'm thinking of a strong woman. I think, oh, that's Joan Crawford type. I think. Because, I think yeah. that's why they use the word diva. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she was one of the divas, a great one, you know, and because you know that's yeah. that's really something. All these, you know, but unfortunately for them, a lot of them, they turned, uh, they didn't get the chances that some of the older stars get now because we have all these new series, that all the series that they can bring people in that are sixty, seventy, late fifties yeah. that may never have gotten movies again, but oh, now absolutely. they're in the series, I... you know. They bring oh, a little completely agree. advice to the, you know, to who they are, and you know, I don't. Know. I just think you know, watching some of these. I don't know. I, I watching this new movie. It's called uh, The Offer. It was with Miles Teller. It's about how they made The Godfather, and oh. it is good. Oh, yes, it's I, so good. Oh, and Robert I'll Evans. Have to tune in. I saw it uh, Right, uh, Robert Evans was the you know producer of it. But like, you know, and um, oh, it's. It's really, really good. And I think it's how Hollywood was, you know, and it's it's really good. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, and I think those are the movies, you know, that they, they're showing what happened when they made The Godfather. It wasn't so easy. And, you know, like everybody's right. always saying, oh, we want a movie like this one, like that one. But when they made that movie, they did not know how successful it was going to be. They were scared. 
you know, they were pushing it, it and they just didn't even know if it would even get made. And so I think right. if people are interested to see what happened in that time, it's a good idea to watch the offer with Miles Teller. I've, actually, Miles Teller, he produced it. He's young. And oh. he, yeah, he's very young. Well, not very young. Anymore. He was, well, he was really young when he started. <laughs> I think, he, I don't know, he's maybe in his 30s. I don't know. He's very good. And so it's he produced the whole film so but it's about how the godfather was made and how much trouble they had making it see i think i think people I'll have forget, to check it out. i do think they forget that i think people forget that which is i've written 12 screenplays i've had options things like that and it's so hard to get a movie made now it's impossible it's really yes. hard you have to have a lot of money to get right. Right through it. Or, yeah, and you have to be, you know, and see the writers, directors, producers, now they all think they can do some things that they can't do. Because that was one good thing about the studios. They sometimes got the right people, and sometimes in the newer ones now, it's just because they put money in that they get in. Then it wasn't like that. Right, absolutely. If they didn't want you, right. you're not getting in there. But that's a good one to watch, you know. And I, I watch all different genres. And you said you have favorites. You like the mysteries, you know, when you like those. I that's do. why you would hitch. Um, yeah, you, so you watch every kind? You like all the different kinds? I like different kinds. Um, African Queen is definitely a favorite. Um, oh, yeah. Which is more of a romance. A little, a little suspense because. It's but you know, they all. You know, a lot of them World did have romance, even if they were. Yeah. You know, well, certainly in the crime ones and the mystery ones, there was always that one woman that was beautiful that they loved, <laughs> and you know, but yes. that you know, and there was love in it. So I think. See now, I think for people that write books, it's really hard because you you want it to be in the right genre on Amazon, and sometimes there is no right genre. It fits a few, and it doesn't oh, quite. Of people can't find you a lot of times. If it's a mystery, there is romance in a mystery. There could be in thrillers, uh, naturally. There are in mine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. Are in mine. So, and I think that's what's hard for people to get. Re- that's one of the problems, readers, to get readers. And because we talk about this all the time on the shows, you know, we really want readers to read our books. And we also, most people would like yeah. people to have their movies and their books made into movies. And a lot could. Absolutely. You know, but it's hard. It's, you, know, yeah, it's, you know, right. I don't know if I mentioned that I was, I was an agent, you know, for the Guild. And for all, yeah. I had all new writers. And I think it's really sad that they're missing so many good screenplays. I mean, they really are. There's a ton of people out there that really write good and I think one of the problems is is they don't maybe like the script, but they would like the book, which is why they don't have more sites where you can put your book in and then they can check it out in Hollywood. They, they, you know, there's things, yeah, there's things you can have the script, but a lot of times they just don't want the script. They like the idea of it. So right. if they take a book, then they can make the their own script. The, yeah. Right. Oh, I hate yeah. the treatments. Absolutely. Treatments, oh, yeah. they're just <laughs> brutal. You know, and, you know, even that log line, you know, like when we all watch TV, you always look for what the movie's about. But I think that's one of the hardest things to really put it into one sentence. 
which is hard. And if you look at the old it's, movies, it just says, okay, a love romance between, blah, blah, you know, like Cary Grant and whatever, and that's it. Now Catherine it takes Hepburn, you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's now they say don't write the people's don't write their names in it, don't do this, don't do that, and that's really that's wrong to have that, you know, because sometimes you're just using the character's name for you can put that in, but they go don't write their name, go he said this or she said that. It makes it so unappealing to read yeah. the log line. It's, you it's know, impersonal. Yes, yeah. you know. And so I think for all authors, which I'm sure you will agree with this, when somebody reads our book and they mention a character that we wrote in their review or whatever, I love that. It means they actually feel the same way I do about a character, good or bad. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Yeah, me too. And I don't think people realize that, you know. So let's talk about Joan Crawford for a minute and Betty Davis. Okay. They fought oh, a yes. lot. <laughs> and they were in movies together. Yes. <laughs> and yes. both of them were great. So what do you think about them? I agree. Both of them were terrific. Um, Betty yep. Davis, I mean, incredible actress. Joan Crawford, also incredible actress. I saw recently, I hadn't seen it in ages. It it wasn't Baby Jane, it was um what was it? Oh Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Oh, which yeah. is a wild one too, which <laughs> right. also has <laughs> Olivia de Havilland in it if you recall. Oh wow. Yeah, um, right. I don't I, I yeah. wasn't thinking of her in that right. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Uh, That's I the thing, you don't know who's ending. gonna show up in those movies, right? Who's who else no, is you in don't. those movies? You know, and, and but, some um, of them, the plots were, were really, you know, okay, the one with Betty Davis, I think it's a Voyager, Voyager Now. Now Voyager, yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, my God, I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. It was just so good. It's you terrific. Know, you know, even when she walks down the stairs on a stair, you know, on, on, when she's coming into a room, you know she's there. <laughs> it's like she it's had so, presence. You know, yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and I like the way sometimes within them they make them not look so great, and then all of a sudden they look gorgeous. And they go on a cruise. They go Absolutely. on a ship. They go on a ship, and they're just standing there like smoking, and they're just so incredibly cool. Like I can't think of another name. They're just they're just so yeah. insanely. Great, just just standing and just holding a cigarette is <laughs> really it's, what they did. The, yeah, it's the style it, too, though. I mean, I know the wardrobe, everything. It's yeah. All right, now all right, let's talk about one that I love: "A Fair to Remember." I don't care how many oh, yeah. times I watch that. Oh, I, I just can't. As soon as I hear they're on, I hear that ship where the you know they're blowing the whistle, <laughs> come back. It's like. Then you go, oh, you know, it's a feeling that you get that you can't get with a lot of these newer movies. It, you're right. I, we just recently <laughs> watched um, Rum Holiday, which is another one. And uh, it, it, was it Suzanne Plachette or, or Rome Holiday? No, that wasn't her. No, that was no. uh, Audrey Hepburn? Or, I can't, yes, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Yeah. And you watch it, you 
watch it again and you keep hoping that the ending will be different. Right. Like Backstreet. Like Backstreet. You watch Backstreet and you go yeah. like, oh no, don't have a car accident. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, you know? exactly. No. And there are four, I maybe think there's three or four versions. Yeah. Yes. There, there, it's, do you have a yes, favorite of are. A Star yeah. is Born? Do you have a favorite? Which one do you like of A Star is Born? There's like four of them. I'm a purist. I'm, I'm going to go with the original. <laughs> so the one before Judy one? Garland? or because Before, isn't it? It's Janet Gaynor, I think. Is that the original? Okay. All right, that's, yeah, Am I that's wrong? Before. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah. Before, yeah. yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, although I do love yeah, I Judy. Like Judy. I must say, yeah, I love Judy. Oh my God, I and just James love it. And as well, so. Oh, yes. And <laughs> I don't. Did you ever see Lolita? I did. Yes. Yes. And then, nice now, I mean, Mason. can you? That was really <laughs> tough to make years ago. Because subject matter it's, was very intense. Oh, absolutely. And they still made it. Absolutely. And they still made it. It, it's, it seems cyclical to me, though, because if you go you go back to the 30s, like the Thin Man movies and the screwball yeah. comedies we were just talking yeah. about, Bringing Up Baby, yeah. there yeah. is, for those movies, mid-30s, a lot of innuendo that totally disappears after the Hayes Code and, and Postcode. Yeah, that's true. And then eventually, yeah, the 50s, they, I think they even kind of tone it down even more. And then it comes back in the 60s where you, they're kind of pushing the envelope again. So, yeah, now um, we, I wonder what will happen soon. <laughs> Not sure. Can't tell. Oh, it's very oh. iffy what could happen. <laughs> you know, but I, look, there, you is. know, th- this is the thing. You know, I sometimes myself, I go like, you know, look what I'm watching. You know, and I like Queen of the South. And I mean, I start loving these series, and I'm thinking, look what I'm watching. They're just shooting people all over the place, and they're killing people, you know. And I'm watching this, and I'm enjoying it. And then I like a small movie, like a Hallmark. I go, like, I like that. So, I mean, that's one of the things about the movies. It puts you in a different, you know, frame of mind, like you said, like in every time you watch something. But, I mean, there are. Sometimes you go like, oh, this is a sweet movie and, you know, nothing much is happening. But then the Christmas time, I watch the Hallmark movies, even the ones I've seen a million times, and you like them. There's kind of a sense of home and feeling and whatever. And then you go and you watch. Yes, it's the cozy. Yes, and it's the sweetness of the characters, you know. And even though you know what's going to happen, you don't know some of it. You know, some of it I think they could, you know, go a little more riskier, risque. They could do a little more, I think. Um, It's sometimes not enough. You know, you can have a little more to make it more realistic of how life really is, but they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and they could. Are these they could, are these the Hallmark movies or? Yes, they could touch on a little more. You know, they just don't, mm-hmm. and that's one of the problems. Some of them now, when you tr- like for me, like when I turn it on, I go, well, all right, and and I go sometimes by the people in it. I go, well, I really like them, so I'll watch this. But the story. There is none sometimes. Right. But the Christmas ones, there is a story. But if you look at some right. of the old Hallmark. Absolutely. And it's it, yeah. Yes. And the older Hallmark movies, 
of For Christmas Time were much more detailed than the newer ones. There was a lot more, it was much more thorough of the going into the character in some of the Christmas ones where they would Christmas past and they, you know, have all that in there. See, but now they don't do that. Now it's just you watch it, you see the characters, then they move on and you know what's going to happen. But on occasion, right. It's real like they'll have they had one that was in Ireland and I thought that was pretty good. I like that. You know, when they I like when they go to Rome or Ireland or Paris or somewhere. I think that There was one helps. last year that yeah, that was new and it, I don't think it was Hallmark, it was on another channel, but it was Brooke Shields in in Scotland. I, think, I love or, that movie. I love that when the castle yes, like that she too, bought. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now that was always from the Princess Bride. Yes. It was. It was, it was very a fun good. one. It was definitely It was fun. a fun one. Yeah. Right, because there was so much yes. happening. And, you know, and I do notice, which and I see on some of your covers, there's food, you know, and um, I think it seems like a lot of the movies I see on Netflix and all, I, it seems people are attracted to food when they are chefs and they're cooking. It's, yeah, mine are, mine are a, what they classify as, culinary cozy mystery but they're darker cozies to go back to what you were saying that not everything yeah. fits in a box um they're cozy in that the crime kind of happens off screen so to speak and isn't graphic but there are some more realistic modern topics discussed in them so that's why they call them darker cozies um right. but it's a my character tish tarragon is a um literary caterer so what that what that incorporates is she (laughs) runs a cafe and she has a lot of titles and dishes that are based on books and authors like the edgar Allan polenta with um (laughs) who's afraid of people like that don't you don't you think they like that it's some familiarity where i i do think that's what they like because even if they own a little bakery or you know, you just even if you say they own a bakery in your head, you think of them. Oh, they own a little bakery. That's good. They make you know brownies. It, <laughs> yeah, like that. it makes. I think it makes the character a little easier to more accessible to readers. And I yeah. mean, it, it's also part of part of the book is the food. I mean, I include recipes at the end of mine. I, I was talking about that with someone. Got... Talk about that. Talk about that a little because I think that's a good thing. You know, because I, I had wanted I to too. do that. So what made you decide to do that? I mean, I think it's a great thing to I, do. I actually, the first Tish Tarragon I wrote, it was with a UK publisher and they were, they were terrific and wonderful. And I really hadn't read too many culinary cozies. And I didn't, it didn't occur to me that there were recipes in them all the time. And the first one came out, Cooking the Books. Talk about a punny title. Um, that's right. the name of her cafe. <laughs> and because she's literally cooking books. Not, right, in books. You know, <laughs> yeah, book titles, not actual pages. And right. um, it came out and it, it great got great reviews. And I got so many emails from readers who said this is great but could you include the recipe for this or that or whatever they yes, want to make yeah. it at home yeah i know so Th- that's why that. you know i think it's really a good thing because i think you know well i think pinterest you know um 
I think people got interested in things like that from Pinterest, and I don't see it too much anymore yeah. on Facebook. But remember when they were having those quick dishes that people were making? You look and you're like, you're just watching this oh, video yeah. and they're yeah. cooking. Like in two seconds, they're making yeah. this whole thing, and you're going, you're watching it, and you don't, you 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 just you're you just keep watching it. Doesn't it isn't even if you don't, yeah. if you never it's, ate it's anything like in. this, you're just watching them do it. <laughs> yeah. You're going like, okay. Yeah. But I think people like that, you know, and so I think that's a good thing to do, you know. Um, I've been so, added in my books a little, like even the restaurants in Chicago, some of them that, you know, just like that. Because okay. I, I think people are interested in things like that. It makes the, you know, people more real, you know. And so I recently, and- yeah, I recently had a show with some men, you know, uh, I had Dick Belsky and uh, Vincent Zandre. We were talking about with Fran Lewis and I, who's a reviewer, we were talking about that we don't cook as much, but we were talking about during the pandemic that they were cooking and talking about how they made eggs, how they did things and what they were doing. And I thought it was interesting talking to men, you know, and they're really good writers, but they also have to cook for themselves. And I think I don't, mm-hmm. I think people don't realize how many men actually cook for themselves. Oh, they don't just order out. Yeah. <laughs> they don't just order out. And that's why I think people are so, they enjoy seeing recipes on Pinterest and they just enjoy those things. And I think it's a good thing to add in a book, food, you know, yeah. or even it's, just a it's, thought it's, of it. It's, yeah, it's that coziness too. I mean, we all, it's something we all have in common as humans. We all need to eat. And um, exactly. it's something that not just to survive, but food is a, is a big component of our lives, whether we realize it or not. We have Thanksgiving dinner or right. memories of your favorite Christmas cookie or latkes at, at Hanukkah right. or, you know, right. it, it, the list is endless. Every culture has that. And I think I made, la- I made latkes once really myself and that was not fun because you have to like um, – <laughs> Great. This was years ago. I had to grate the, the. You have to grate the potatoes. The potato I had like sores and all the over onion. Me. Now yeah. you don't have to. <laughs> my aunt used to buy. You know, she bought them sometimes frozen. You know, and like my grandmother, she made a lot of things, and you know, they didn't have recipes for things. They just kind of did it. Right. Yeah. So like a little bit of this and that, and how much ingredients? I don't know. <laughs> you just put it in. You know. <laughs> And, but now, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know, and you have to improvise a lot of times. And I think during the pandemic, though, a lot of people did cook when they yeah, had never they cooked did. before, really. They, you know, because a lot of people yeah. went out a lot for dinner and for lunch and whatever, and they were home. And they had to figure out what to do yes. to eat. <laughs> that was, was a, a common thing. Yeah, and we were, yeah, we were in the U.K. when the lockdown happened and our lockdown was longer than here in the States. And there are actually TV hosts over there who issued, um, put on specials of how to, you know, meals that you could sub out with this and that and whatever you could find at the grocery store. Cause that was the other challenge too. Yeah, you because you couldn't find, find certain things. I know. I know. Yeah. Do you have favorite, do you have favorite so, foods that you like to cook? Ooh. I actually I love cooking Indian food because I love all really? the different spices in it. Yeah. So do you keep it's, things on hand? I don't know. You know, all the time that you can just throw in that you can. Oh use? yeah, yeah. Oh, you do. It's, yeah. Yeah, cumin and garam masala and all those spices. I I like to cook in general. Um, 
Thanksgiving is which could be like why you holiday. do that in your book. So which could be why you're in. It's in yes, your books. It actually, yeah, it, that actually was my agent's idea. She said the next series should be something about something you like. And she said, well, looking at your social media, it's either old movies yeah. or food. So, um, yeah, yeah, we brainstormed about that Well, one. right. You but, know, and that's true, though, because I was talking to Melissa, who's helping me with my, you know, social media, because I, I'm just constantly out there, and yeah. I just want to write more. But we're going to, I'm adding, like, uh, you know, recipes. We're going to do that, you know, Thursday's recipes, and we're going to do, like, beauty mm-hmm. things, because I'm interested in that, you know, um, and some beauty yes. tips, because I find myself lately... And I, I love makeup and everything, and uh, I just do. And so I find myself scrolling on Facebook, too. and here's all these people <laughs> putting on makeup. They're going, okay, this is for, you know, under your eye, for, you know, to keep your makeup or not to have, you know, lines or whatever. And I keep well, I keep listening. They go like, okay, even if they have yeah. long hair, I'm watching them. I have shorter hair. I'm <laughs> like, this okay, I'm watching. Because it's just so, I find this very interesting, you know, to see. I and do they too. do it so yeah. fast, you know, and they go like, okay, here's the eye makeup. And then they go like, okay, do this and that. But, you know, the one thing is they're doing their hair and it looks really, you know, okay, their hair's wet. But then they have all this makeup on first. So no matter, even if their hair doesn't look that fabulous, they still look great because they have all this makeup on with their, then they're, you know, yeah. it, that's done. <laughs> you know. So I thought like, yeah. oh, this is what I want to do and talk about movies and things like that because I like that, you know, and I find myself and that's doing so that. Important. Yeah, don't you find yourself now it's, scrolling down and going like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> okay. And I go like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll try yeah. that. And I think people do the same with recipes because why not? You know, and um, yeah, there are absolutely. a lot, a lot. There's a lot of that out there now, and I think it's kind of fun. So I think you know that's one of the things with your books. If that's what you like, then that's good to do. But it does make the characters yeah, it, more it interesting. Has, yeah, you have to be. It has to be something you're passionate about. So if you're passionate about cooking, I love vintage clothing too. So oh, you do. Um, my yes, yes. Yep. I don't own a lot of it because it's not very practical, especially during the pandemic yep. when you're home. <laughs> right. Um, but well, no, I, I love, yeah, it was sneakers and stretchy pants all the yeah. time. Um, and leggings, you know, leggings. It, you know, it, I used to hate leggings, and now I just, that's my wardrobe is black leggings, black le- I, you know, in the winter it's black leggings, black turtleneck, and something over it. <laughs> Yes. You know, yes. I love turtlenecks. Yes. That's like my favorite. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you ever saw, I think it's Something's Gotta Give with Diane Keaton. Like, she always wears turtlenecks. Oh, yeah. I do, too. Except you can't really wear them when it's 90. But anyway, so there's a scene in there where Jack Nicholson <laughs> rips off her She goes, okay, release me or whatever. And he, like, cuts her turtleneck <laughs> off. <love> <laughs> Right, I'm going like okay, but you know because a lot of you know a lot of them, a lot of stars have their own like little trademarks. That's one of hers, you know, uh, where she dresses like a lot of layers. This is just who she is, and I love to watch her because she's so interesting. I think she plays, uh, she's great. I love her so, and anything she, I do too. She's in. I watch. I just watch it. But with that turtleneck, and I think people though they really do. You know, it's not as much clothes as it is with recipes and you know, makeup and hair and, you know, even though I don't, like, have long hair, like I said before, I'm watching people do these braids and I'm thinking, 
look at this. This yeah. is really great. They're showing them how and to And they make it look so food. easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. And then they they also have scarves. You know, sometimes then I save those because I'm going like, oh, they got like 25 ways to wear a scarf. <laughs> because you think you're going to yeah. remember it, and then you go, wait a minute. How did she say to do that scarf? No. So now I just save them. <laughs> you know, because I'm going. Exactly. And, they do, and they make bows into it. They, make, they do all this stuff. So I think people are very unique when they do that. You know, and I think yeah. people like it. If I, I figured if I like it, then there, there's people out there that like it. You know, because oh, it's not. Yeah, because you, yeah, you're you, certainly with the ones putting makeup on, they have no makeup on, and you can see how they look, and then they look great because just a few tips here and there can really make the difference. Oh, and I think yes, that, that's, what, that's what happened during the pandemic. So this is where we are, which is not a bad word to be place to be because. That keeps our mind occupied and not depressed. Oh, absolutely. And I think people and I, need I that. Think that's, oh, now more than ever, they need, um, you know. It's, Everybody's very stressed. I've escape. had several shows on that because people really are feeling very stressed and unhappy. And so I yeah. think that, that was even during the pandemic. Should I do shows? Should I not do shows? And I go, yeah, I'm going to do them anyway. And then everybody could come on because nobody was working, so I never had a problem. Everybody working, we could do it at any time. <laughs> everybody was home. They, they were probably clamoring to talk to someone outside of well, their family Well, they were, and it was so. fun. And it was fun because most writers yeah. uh, that I know like to go to coffee shops and things like that, and nobody could do that. So they have nobody to talk to mm-hmm. that understands because our regular friends, they don't really understand what we do. Nobody does except another author. No. We all know how we are, you know. And But coffee shops, you know, were non-existent then. So I think that everybody yeah. was happy to talk to other people about books which is why they were fun. Yeah. And this has been so much fun. I hope you're going to come on again because uh-huh. you're very interesting and I love watching your posts, you know. Because well, thank you. so you know, I mean, I think that's the fun of it. And I thought your product—I didn't know your product, your project before with Ukraine was a wonderful one. You know, and well, raising that kind of money during the pandemic, especially, is is when is really good. And putting all these authors together because this is not easy. And you got all their descriptions in, so it was hard. So you know, I was glad to meet you, and I'm loving having you on the show. So hopefully, you can come on anytime. Just let me know. You know, maybe you want to be on a I panel. Know. I, you know, I wonderful. do a lot of these panels. You know, we do this. We would, we talked about Gilded Age. We talked about Downton Abbey. We talked about Handmaid's Tale. And I think, you know, gangster, you know, like the mob movies, you know. I haven't really had Goodfellow. Yeah. Like, my favorites are Goodfellow. I love that. I watch it. Oh, yeah. you know, I watch I watch them every time they're on. You know, even when they're not on, I watch them. And I don't know why. I, I, do, I do know why. Because I watch certain movies, which you might say the same thing. I don't have to think because I, I know the story already. So at least I can have them on where yes. I could, like, move up and go into another room for a second and not miss anything. And not miss anything. Yes, absolutely. But the new series yes. that I'm watching, like, I don't know if you watch The Staircase. It's a new one. It's with Colin Firth. And it is oh, yes. Tony Colletti. Yes. It's really good, but you yes. have to watch the whole you can't you have to like watch it. every second. You do because you know why. You you would probably like it because you mystery. This is really good. I mean, it is because it hops back and forth to when they were young, you know, years before and whatever. But it's, it's so complicated. It's but that true crime. It. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, it's it's the, the crime. Yeah, I saw that. And, and he's a real uh, person because I kept thinking to myself, I knew this yes, name, Michael Peterson, and he's a real person. Yes. And I looked yes. him up because I kept thinking, and Genevieve Bajold is in it, and she's I love her from the past. She's really good oh, in it. Yes. And you'll, you'd like yes. this because it's very complicated but so good. Tony Coletti and I Pieces of she, Me, I think yeah. it is. Pieces of Me, is that mm-hmm. what it is that she has? She's very yeah. popular on um, Tony Coletti on all, like on a lot of the series, the, the newer ones. She's out there. She's good. Very good. Yeah, she is. My, yeah. Did you ever I, see Muriel? I know the Did you ever see Muriel? That, yeah. No, no, I have not. Okay. No, that's with all the ABBA music. It's Muriel's uh-huh. Wedding. Oh, okay. Muriel's Wedding. That's oh, where, Muriel's Wedding. Yes, yes, I, I did yeah, see that. Was, yes. Oh, my God. You know, and I, lo- I started liking her then. She was. It was so good, that movie. I don't know if anybody hasn't seen that movie. It's really a good movie. It is. It's fun, too. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very fun. Yeah. And the music... You know, you can't help but like when you hear Abba, you have to dance. Like it's kind of, it's you it's do. just like you they feel happy. Just, yeah, they just released a um, a virtual Abba. I, I, that it was is? that was in yeah London. It's um, it's not holographic. It's virtual, and they actually had the the band, the actual band, the four members, in these yeah. suits to track their motions of how they dance. And performing, yeah. so you go and see the show, and it's like seeing them in concert when they were young. Wow! Back in because the you know, honestly, yeah, it's, it's like when you hear that music, you cannot help yourself but like feel good. No, you you dance. So it's like feel yeah. good music, you know. And yeah. so a lot of these stars have been around for a while, but now they're in very intense series, you know. So I I, I like I, yeah. you know, there's not enough time in the day for me to keep watching all this. And I said I'm not t- doing <laughs> any more series. Yeah, because I don't. It's like a job. <laughs> I feel like it, if it, I I, it I could be. once yeah. I start it, I gotta finish it. Yeah. And I can't help but stop. I can't help it. But then I'm thinking, I could be writing. What am I doing? I'm sitting here, you know. But I just, I, think I have it's so to much ration fun. myself. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. I have to like, I have to go. You know, you have to really say that's why I, I don't. I'm trying not to find them and just watch a movie like for an hour and a half or something. That's enough. I don't need like, yeah. you know. I, I think if they're, I think if they're four or, or six would be nice, you know, for a series. Not like. 12 or those, you know, when I watched Outlander, I could, I kept watching it during the pandemic. It goes, oh, 20, episode like 16, episode 20. I went like, what? (laughs) Like, I can't keep doing this. And I did, though. I I did. Because, you know, and I just, but some nights I was just like, oh, my God, how many can I watch in a night? It's too many. I would go, oh, it's 1 o'clock. I guess I could do two more, something like that. (laughs) <laughs> I was wrestling it out. Anyway, so I tell everybody where they can find you uh, because you're so in, you really have a lot going on and you're very interesting. So um, I have your um, website on the show page, so if they want to find you, but yes, you, you want yes, to just absolutely. tell everybody where they can find you that are listening. Um, I'm at amypatriciamead.com. That's my website. Um, and you can even the auction is still listed on there too. If anyone's interested, we had about 170 authors participate with 300 books. 
Um, yeah. And, of course, my books are on there with links to purchase, of course. Um, and uh, they're, they're hardcover, paperback. Um, and you can also ask your local library to, uh, to purchase the books, too. Authors love that. Um, yeah, the libraries, that's another thing. They really need that to. Way. The libraries could help authors. You know, they really could. Yes. You know, because if a book yes. was not made in last year, they they like forget about people that wrote it two years ago or three years ago, and they need to stop that yes. because people don't care what year it was made. They really don't, and people don't care who published it either. If no. it's a good story, they'll they'll read it. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. I should ask. Do you have any yeah. other now? All your social media. Okay, I should ask you that because you're out there a lot. Do are you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? Are you on and Twitter? I have a I I dipped my toe lightly into TikTok. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm in there. I just started. Book yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm trying. It's it's I'm not quite their demographic. I'm afraid. But <laughs> well, the thing is, but right? I, I, I just said it last week on my show. I go like I won't be dancing on there, so I will not be doing that. <laughs> and but I um, well yeah. maybe my book I, will I think be there. I lose readers. <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> I'm not dancing, and I'm not yeah. singing, and I'm not doing any of that. But I do think it's very good for authors, though. And I think this book talk. I do. You know, yeah. the book talk seems interesting. There's a site called Book Talk, and I think they yeah. send if you they will send your book to a lot of readers. And I think if you get yeah, someone that likes your book yeah. and they go, oh, I like this book, and then sometimes they'll go like, oh, don't read this book. So it's not a good thing also <laughs> for that. But it's very, it's an interesting well, concept that I didn't yes. want to do. I didn't want to do it, but I actually see how it can work for people. It's fast. I, I do too, yeah. I, if <laughs> anyone goes on there, they'll see a couple of, of book trailers of mine, and I yes. think that might be it for now. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> but I have another book coming out soon, so there should be another trailer on there coming up. All right, and, that's good. Yeah, right, we'll get the right, hang of it. I'll look for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, you know what? Then it'll be over. It'll be something else we have to It'll learn. be something new. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. All right, thank you all for listening, and thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you. Uh, well, thank you, and have Marcia. A, yes. Thank you. And take care. Okay. And I'll be watching you. You too. If maybe you'll dance. Maybe I'll see you dancing. Take <laughs> oh, care. <laughs> Me either. Okay. I'm not going to do it either. I know. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.